Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spiritual Journey podcast. This is episode 55, and uh, yeah, looking forward to this topic. Actually, um, five is both mine and Stacey's uh, favorite number. We're both born on the fifth in different months, so I'm looking forward to episode 55. And before we start, I'd love for uh, my co-host to introduce herself, so introducing the amazing, the stunning, the beautiful, the, the now published author, Stacy Brown. Stacy, over to you. Hey, Nims. I'm really excited about this topic, um, just with so much happening in my life right now. And it feels like this is very appropriately timed. And friends, um, my name is Stacy. I am an intuitive healer and a certified Reiki practitioner. I'm a spiritual mentor and coach podcast host and creator, Akashic record reader. And yes, I just published my first book. So a lot of exciting things happening right now, Nims. I love it. I love it. And um, yeah, I think there's a lot going on in your life that um, this topic actually relates to. Um, so yeah, quick intro for me. Um, I, my name is Nimesh, but most people call me Nims. I am a spiritual coach and mentor. Uh, podcast host, creator, um, Kashik record reader and trainer. And yeah, I just love the work that we do. The mentoring allows us to really kind of help people to shine their light and kind of really connect with their purpose. Kashik records have changed my life, right? Yeah, I would, um, I started this podcast because of a, because of a, a message I received through the record. So it really has changed my life. And yeah, I'd love to kind of get into today's topic. So today's topic is what are you afraid of? And I guess as we go deeper into it, it's uh, it's really as you expand that topic, what are you afraid of and what could you do if you had no fear? So Stace, let me let me start with you. What does, you know, what does, when I say to you, Stacey, what are you afraid of? Um, it's interesting. After everything you've been through, I'm not sure you're afraid of everything, anything, but I know there's some... Um, there's always some 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 anxiety and some resistance and, and you do it anyway but what does that statement mean to you when I if I say to you Stacy what are you afraid of what does it mean to you well it's interesting because you say you know that after everything I've been through there's not much you can you think that I, I'm afraid of but I I feel like almost like because I've been through so much it has is kind of sparked this um anxiety that I have um wrestled with for a good portion of my life. I mean, I don't I don't remember a time in my childhood not being anxious. And the way that my fear plays out is almost like a like a physiological response. Um and I would say that in this season, um, though I know that I'm making the right decisions as far as like what I'm doing for myself, I would say I am afraid of like this, the newness, the change. Um, <clears throat> you know, I, when I left my marriage, I moved into a temporary living situation, which worked for a while. And yet didn't allow me the space that I needed to, to, to be my own person and to kind of create my own life in the way that I felt I needed to. So I, 
had been looking regularly for places, but um, the housing market here in the U.S. is is challenging right now. There's not a lot of availability as far as rental properties go, and I'm not quite to a point where I'm ready to buy something. And so, um, you know, I, I just kind of kept looking, like, to see what's out there, see what's in the area. Um, I live in the town that I, for the most part, raised my children in right now. That's where I moved back to. And there's a lot of memories here. There's a lot of um, like history and some of it's good and some of it's not. But as I'm grieving the end of my marriage and my, my three older kids are grown and on their own, it feels like I'm being forced to live on memory lane, <laughs> even though I don't want, I don't want to do that. Right. And so I just kept looking, I kept looking and um, I recently found a place that meets every criteria that I consciously and subconsciously wanted for a place to live. You know, I, like, I wanted so you manifested it, right? So you, yeah, I would say I manifested it. and the universe gave you everything you wanted. Yeah. And, and it's, it's interesting because like, so just to talk about like, okay, what is she saying about what she wanted? Um, let's just go through a couple of the things because it was pretty specific. Okay. I, um, I didn't want to have to take care of a yard. I didn't want to do yard work. I knew that was not something that it's, it's not that I won't do it, but I just knew that it wasn't something that I wanted to be putting attention into. Right. I knew I wanted a place that had three bedrooms because I wanted to be able to have a space for an office or for my kids if they wanted to come and stay. Um, I didn't want a lot of stairs to go up and down a bunch of stairs. I wanted something that was like ground floor. Um, and so, and I'm being, I'm being specific because these were things that I was like, wherever I go has to meet all of these criteria. Right. Um, I didn't want to live in this town and this place is, you know, just down the road in another town where like, I haven't had any memories or experiences. So it's a fresh start. So these are just some of the criteria and, I got online and I stumbled upon this place and it checked every box of what I wanted for a place. And I found myself in the place with the real estate agent and not even like consciously thinking about what I was saying. And I said to her, like, I really want this place. Um, I'm self-employed. You know, um, my, my circumstances are a little bit different than maybe the average person you would consider but I can pay some rent in advance to secure the place if that's going to make you feel better. And it turned out that the property was owned by her son. So she kind of had like an inside connection to talk to her son and say, I think this lady, you know, wants this place and put in a good word for me. So it was like in all the ways it was coming up as this place was meant for me. Right. Um, so she calls me and says that I got the place. And immediately I was like, oh shit. <laughs> I was like, I, I just like manifested this place is exactly what I want, but I've been comfortable where I am. Right. I've kind of gotten into this like routine. The person that I live with, we get along pretty well. 
um, in all the ways I was like, I'm, you know, not sure if I can do this. And after kind of wrestling for a little bit, I went ahead and signed the lease and I'm moving into this place in a, in a couple of short weeks. And I am afraid. I, I am genuinely afraid. I have found myself number crunching when I don't want to be. I've found myself thinking about the fact that when I left my marriage, I left with like nothing from the house. So I've got to start over with everything. Um, just this feeling of kind of overwhelm and am I capable of doing this? that self-doubt creeps in. And I don't know if anybody that's listening has ever felt that way, but when you go to that place, sometimes it's really hard to decipher what is real and fact-based information and what is your brain overpowering you and kind of putting fear in the way because it's something new. And so I'm, I'm in the midst of it, Nims. Like I'm, I'm definitely in the midst of it. I think like, I know for you, you're, you're like super excited for me. Stacey, you got this place. I'm so happy for you. I'm so proud of you. And there's all this excitement and I feel that excitement, but I also feel the fear of like, am I enough? I think this is really powerful. Because the question really is, am I enough? Am I going to be enough in this situation to perform in the way that I need to in order to make this work? And it's interesting because I didn't realize that that was the question until just this moment. But the doubt is not not necessarily fear of change. I mean, yeah, that's nerve wracking, right? But the deeper feeling and sensation that I just had is, am I enough? Am I going to be enough to make this work? I, th- I think there's both elements, right? There's, um, you know, change is really the only constant in life, but change does bring unrest. So there is, there is always that element of, you know, do I need to change? Why would I change? You know, is that the self-talk and then, sure, then there's a deeper facet which you talk about, which is, hey, hold on. What if I'm making the wrong decision? Uh, what if I should wait? What if, you know, and it's like you start to have this conversation with yourself. And it's um one of the first things I said to you in this podcast was, um, you know, on the outside, people could look at everything you've been through over the past. And we talk about it in the previous episodes, but there's nothing about your life that's the same as it was a year ago, right? Your marriage, where you live, what you do for a living your day-to-day life, you know, working from home, uh, being on a screen all day and all that. So your whole, so on the outside, people would look at it and say, well, Stacey just jumped straight in, right? And it's that, um, I guess what they don't see is um, what happens behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And um, it's interesting for this, for this property, because for me, it is easier to see, right? It's easier to see that um, you having your own place and having space to create what we're creating um, and just having your own space and your own energy is different because I'm used to it, right? So I know for me that is like having a strong base chakra. It's like if you have if you have a strong base of where you live, 
it gives you a foundation to do so much. So um, that's what I'm excited for. But I, but I get it's like, I, I guess our advice, my advice to anyone that's listening to this in terms of, you know, what are you afraid of? It's that sometimes you just got to um, really understand and ask yourself really that question. What are you afraid of? Are you afraid of the change? Are you afraid of failing? Are you afraid of not being good enough? And it's like, once you start, because like you had that epiphany of, well, hold on a second. Maybe the question for me isn't, what am I afraid, what am I afraid of? What if the question is, what if I'm not good enough? And once you understand the core of what you're dealing with, that then gives you, gives you an opportunity to, to make a choice. And it's really, um, just a side note, um, I predicted you were going to move mid-Feb, just saying, just putting it out there. Um, my forecast for you was always that, you know, mid-Feb is just felt like it was, you know, I feel like we're going into new vibration. Um, and I'm sure it's another podcast, but a lot of us are ending cycles and I feel like you're ending a cycle and moving into a new place in your own space for me is the beginning of a new cycle, which is why I felt mid-Feb. Um, but yeah, going back to the topic of what are you afraid of? You know, there's so many things. I mean, even starting this podcast, um, I delayed it by a couple of months because, you know, I thought, well, I need, I need to figure out the right setup. You know, I need to figure out what equipment do I need? You know, do I need a different microphone? Do I need uh, to know the software? Do I need to, well, who's, who's going to edit the podcast? And all these things you tell yourself, which stops you from making the decision. Um, but actually, when I jumped in, it was so much easier than I thought. And it's that... Um, Really kind of understanding your fear really does help. And then, like I said earlier, what would you do if you knew you were going to succeed? And then what if that changes your fear around, you know, any decision, what are you afraid of? And the other thing is, what if there wasn't a right or wrong decision? What if any decision we made is just a decision? Because ultimately we can still change, right? If we, if we make a decision, um, it's moving forward. And sometimes that inertia of not making a decision is actually worse than making a perceptive wrong decision. It's really interesting how the mind um, complicates the situation. You know, it's like... You, take again your house you, you were you knew that it was time for you to move um you were very clear on what you were looking for i think there was just a part of you that thought it was going to take a bit longer to find the place um and you had a bit of time to mentally prepare for it and then <laughs> when the universe sent you a property that was matched everything on your list kind of made it really hard to say no to it i mean you could have you could have said well, you know what i'm not ready um and I'm sure another property that takes all the boxes will come along when I'm ready. Um, because, you know, as you said, the property market in the US is is difficult. I think in your head, you're just thinking, well, it's going to take me a little while to find this the perfect property. And then when you find the right one. Um, but that's, I think, how the manifestation works, right? Is that whenever you're ready, whenever there's divine timing, whenever you're clear on what you're looking for, the universal delivery. It's like going to Amazon. If you're not clear what you want, how, how do you know what you're going to deliver? And it's that part of 
overcoming the fear of what you're afraid of is being clear on what you want. And then when you get what you want, having the confidence and the faith to take that leap of faith. And as I said to you, as you were signing, as you were thinking about signing it, it's another trustful, right? There is a, there is always going to be, not always, but in some decisions, there's all there, there can there can be an element of risk. And um, but then it's like how much um, you've got to weigh up the risk, you've got to think about your fear, you've got to really then think, well, okay, is this the right thing for me? And for me, I think we're really moving from a space of making decisions with our head to really kind of making decisions with our heart and soul. Because our instinct, our, our, there's the messages we receive. I really feel if we can sit in silence and just ask ourselves that question, is this the right thing for me to do? You'll get your answer. You'll know in your heart of hearts what you should do. And then sometimes the head and the ego kicks in, but it's that um, really kind of sitting with yourself and asking your guides, asking inside and just being silent and just saying, well, is this the right thing for me? And maybe you play out the movie and say, okay, you know, if I make this decision, what does my life look like in three months? What does it look like in six months? What does it look like in a year? And some of these techniques will just, just help you really kind of to, to just understand. Because what happens is we delay making a decision and the longer we delay, the kind of the worse, worse it gets, it goes in a cycle, it goes in a cycle, it goes in a cycle. Um, and I guess my question to you is now you've made that decision, and, you know, you signed that contract and, you know, I know, you know, you've got a crazy couple of weeks as you move and all that sort of stuff. But how much of a really release was there for you when you actually made that decision? You've made it, now you can move on. How did that feel? I mean, it felt good to make a decision, right? And, like, the way that the pieces fell together, it made me feel like, you know, the universe was supporting me and God was saying, this is for you. <clears throat> um, but I'm still in the in-between, you know, like I've made the decision, but like I have to pack, I have to move. And I, I have moments where I just think, oh my gosh, can I do this again? Um, how am I going to do this? How's this going to work out? What do I need? Those kind of things play out. And then it shifts a little bit and I'm like, okay, I have like, when I think about like six months from now, right. Being in my own space, being settled, being moved in pictures, hanging on the wall, like creating my own space. I get, I get excited about it. Right. But there's still a part of me that is super nervous and that plays out into this kind of anxious rumination sometimes about, you know, did I do the right thing or is this going to work out or can I handle it? Um, but I, I've been through so much and I feel like you made a really important point. And I, I just want to like bring it back to this. Like, what if there is no right or wrong decision and it's just a learning experience either way? You know, like I think about the things that I've gone through and how they've been different than the way that I thought they would be. And 
some of the challenges that I've faced and I didn't know how I was going to get through that. You know, I didn't know how I was going to navigate through having a child in the hospital for months. I didn't know how I was going to navigate through a horrific surgery that I had. I didn't, I, you know, there's just been so many things that I didn't anticipate going through and had no idea what the outcome would be. And in this moment, what I'm, what I'm trying to do with myself is to be present and recognize that in this moment, all of my needs are being met. And I think when we take the pressure off of the decision of right versus wrong, it does relieve something within us because my, the way I was raised was that every decision was either right or wrong or good or bad. And I think when you have that mentality, it can really like mess with you. Like, because you think, okay, what if I made the wrong or bad decision? But when we just look at everything as a choice with, with a different outcome in whichever direction we go, I do think it relieves some of the pressure because there are going to be life lessons to me living in my own place. You like, like regardless of what, of how, how amazing it is and how settled I feel and what, there's going to be life lessons. There's going to be things that I didn't expect, or I didn't understand, or that, that throw me a curveball at some point, like any of that is possible. But the other thing that's possible is that I move into this place and finally experience having my own space and my own identity and my business flourishes because I finally have something that's mine. Right. And so I like the idea of taking the pressure off of decisions of good and bad or right or wrong. And I think, um, and I 100% agree. I mean, you know, it's that you made a really important point um, about how when you were growing up, decisions were either good or bad. Um, and it kind of brings that point of, you know, when you're, you know, when you think about what you're afraid of, how much of that is yours and how much of that is your programming? You know, how much of the harm? So that's a really good question to ask our listeners is, you know, when you're afraid of something, is that because your parents were would have been afraid of the same thing? Is that because the way you've been brought up? I mean, think about a relationship with money. How much of that is influenced with by how we were raised? Um, and the other thing I, I, I re, I've made this point to you before about the decision that you made about the property is, now, when you're going through a lot of change, you can't always control what happens to you. But you can control how you respond to what happens to you. And again, I'm going to use you as an example, but you went through so many changes, so many rapid change in a short space of time. You know, you need you had to find a place to live, and you know, the, a friend had a basement, and you 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 had so you know you had to you know you you knew that it was time for divorce, so you you had to kind of go through the process, and it's like you you knew that um you know that healing was the right business for you. you just felt it in your soul everything you've been through and it's that a lot of these decisions um you had to make them but they were kind of forced on you in in that kind of way out of all the change in this season you've been through this was the first not maybe not the first but the first big decision that you chose to make and that's really powerful 
you chose to make the decision. And that's, you know, it's like when, when you, and again, for our listeners, when you think of thinking about, you know, what are you afraid of? Um, sometimes the decisions you're afraid of come from a space of necessity. And, you know, we've all been in those situations, but other times the decisions come from a place of growth, from manifesting something different, from, you know, sometimes they say, be careful what you ask for, right? You asked for all these things, and I think in your mind, um, there was, it was probably going to take you some time, because as you say, you're self-employed, it kind of makes things a bit more complicated, all that sort of stuff. But, you know, you clearly had expressed delivery, and it's like, you know, I, I sometimes think we forget once we clear on what we want, the universe wants to support us and will deliver it as quickly as it can. So it's like, you know, it's like having Amazon next day, right? So, um, you know, and it's just, I, I, I really feel it's important to frame what you're afraid of, you know, in terms of what are you afraid of from a, a necessity? I have to make these decisions. They're, you know, they're kind of, they're for my survival. And then you kind of ask those questions about, well, hold on, am I is my is my fear coming from my programming? Is my fear coming from, you know, something that happened to me as I was a child? Is is my fear coming from um, somebody else? Am I projecting someone else's fear? And then once you understand that, then you ask you also ask yourself a question. Well, hold on, is this a um, necessity or growth? decision I need to make once you start to understand and frame your decision um and as we talked earlier it's like what if there wasn't a right or wrong decision there's just a decision and once you start framing it and really kind of becoming into awareness what if that decision becomes easier and it's just um that's why I asked how does it how do you feel after you signed because I also feel that once you've made that decision again who decides what's right or wrong but once you've made a decision, there is a release, right? Um, there is probably still a fear, well, have I made the right decision? But once you make a decision, it is liberating. And it's just, um, yeah, that would be my recommendation is really how to, how to, how do you frame it? It's that, you know, I, you know, I'd, like I said, I had to fail this podcast. It's like, well, if, or if nobody listens to it. What if I spend time and um, and you know only one person listens to it and then um, then I flipped it around and said, well, hold on. What if one person, only one person, does listen to it and they enjoy it and it changes their life? Well, that's enough. And I reframed it. Then um, again through the records, I was getting pushed to that where you you know you need to be heard, use your voice in the podcast, but you also need to be seen. I was like. Okay, I'm okay with my voice being on a podcast, but you, you know, what does this being seen mean? And, you know, I was, I guess, getting the message that I need to be seen on, on social media much more. So I started going live weekly on, on Instagram and it's that, you know, once I started, it felt much more comfortable. But before I started, um, I, I really didn't want to do it. There was a resistance. And it's interesting, the universe sends you people um, when you need the most. And, you know, I, I had a friend, actually, she was on last week's pod, uh, podcast, Venetia, who does a lot of social media. And she was the one that pushed me and said, well, look, you just got to start. And once once I started and then once I made the commitment to me to do it every week, then I did it every week. 
And it's just it's just really that framing those those decisions. And I get I always make it sound easy, right? I um I've seen you go through a roller coaster of change in a short space of time. And um I've seen the anxiety and the fear in every every one of those decisions. But on the flip side, um I'm proud of how you handled it. And um I get there's, there's things behind the scene people don't see. But it is, you know, like I said earlier, you can't always control what happens to you, but you can control how you respond to what happens to you. And in this season, I really feel that we're going to be pushed to shine our light differently. Um, and we're going to have to make some choices. I really feel some people are going to be pushed to change their career. Um, and um, we're all in many, in many ways going to go through trustful, trusting that when we take that leap, somebody's going to catch us. The universe will catch us and we will. Um, and it's like you said, it's that, you know, if you go fast forward, maybe not even six months, or maybe you start like three or four weeks time once you've moved in and the movies, because they say moving house is kind of one of the top, three most stressful things you can do in your life, right? So, um, and you, you're going to be moving twice in the space of what, 10 months, 11 months. Um, so, you know, that's, that's a strap. But then when you look on the other side of it and you've kind of, you've moved in, you put your key in the door, you walk into a place that is yours, that's furnished, you've gone through the pain of moving, you know, you've got a space for your daughter. How is that going to feel for you? I mean, I, I think it's fascinating that it that it becomes such a like a stressful thing in in like the moment, like as you're making the the trust fall, right? As you're as you're in play of doing that, you can take yourself to some crazy places in your mind of like fixating on things or like trying to forcibly find a way that it's going to work out. And yet when I'm just taking action. I'm in a great space of like, I'm going to make this happen. You know, um, I started making a list of the things that I I need to be able to, to furnish the place. And I've got moving boxes and this weekend I'm going to start packing. And, and when I'm staying in a space of like moving forward with the decision and taking action, I do great. But it's sometimes when I have that quiet time to myself that the fear creeps in you know, what if, what if, what if, and there's a lot of what ifs when I go to that space. Um, but for me, the greatest way to combat the fear is to be okay with feeling it, like let myself feel it anyway, but don't let it stop me from moving (laughs) literally and figuratively. (laughs) Like it, if I stay in that space where I'm taking action then for some reason it makes me feel more in control of the fear, right? Like, okay, I I today feel afraid, but I'm going to pack a few boxes and take action to moving through the decision. You know, I, I knew that, I knew that leaving a marriage was going to be hard. We had built an entire life together, you know, established a home. 
And if someone had told me that I was going to face all of these challenges before they happened, I, I may have crumbled under the pressure, you know, but working with things in smaller doses really helps me. So, um, if you are feeling afraid of something, my number one piece of advice would be to get present in the moment. Don't look too far behind. Don't look too far ahead. But what can I do today in this moment to continue to walk through the, the fear? Right? Like in my head at times when I'm trying to fall asleep, in my mind, I'm trying to pack up an entire house and move all in that night. Right? Like in that night, I'm like, I need to buy all of this stuff. I need to move into the place. And in my head, I'm packing boxes. I'm moving and everything that's going to come over a couple months span of time. I'm trying to solve in one night of anxiety, right? But when I get present with myself and I get in the day, it's like today, all those tasks don't need to be accomplished in this moment. You know, in this day, I have clients to see. And I have a podcast to record and I have a business partner who needs me to show up. Right. And so when I get intentional and present in the moment, it does make the fear a little bit more manageable because sometimes we try to solve it all before we have the steps to the answers. It's like we try to hit the fast forward button because we don't know if we can do it and we don't know how it's going to work out and we don't know what it looks like. And so we try to solve all of the puzzle when really we only have one piece today. And the one piece, we can find a way to make it fit today, right? So it's one of the things that's really made me like stop and go, okay, this is what I'm managing today, right? I love that. I love that. And it's that um, so many nuggets there in terms of... um, you know, if we just focus on the now, if we focus on making the decision and the immediate, what do we need to do after we made the decision and not get lost in kind of the myriad of things that could happen along the way. Um, you know, it's just like everything we talk about, right? If we can truly focus on this moment, um, the joy, the gratitude, the beauty, um, then life does become simpler because yesterday's just a memory, tomorrow will take care of itself. So, you know, it's just, um, it is our mind that plays tricks on us. And um, if you break it down, it's really our ego. And our ego, um, I love I love describing the, the ego as like earth guide only, EGO, earth guide only. And the ego gets a bad rap. The ego just wants to protect us, doesn't want us to change because, you know, if we change that we may get hurt, we may fail. And so what kicks in is our ego. Our ego says, well, no, you don't want to make that decision. Everything will change. Well, you know, the only constant in life is change. And, um, you know, if, we, if, we, if I break down some of the things we've said, it's that really understanding where the fear comes from and understanding if it's yours or someone else's. And then, as you said, it's that taking action and, and just 
doing something, but then focusing on the moment. And it's really interesting. Every episode of this podcast we record, typically the self-care routine comes into it. And one of the elements of the self-care routine that we talk about is movement. And everything, you know, as, as humans, I guess before we got into this age, you know, a lot of, a lot of, our lives would be, you know, movement, right? They'd be have to hunt for food or whatever that looks like, and they, we'd be moving much more. And it's that it's interesting when you talk about things get easier for you when you just move. Mm-hmm. How cool is that? It's that you know when we sit in sit in the decision and just sit in and get lost in our minds, then that's when the anxiety kicks in. That's when the um, the fear kicks in. But actually, if we just start making, if we made a decision and start to um, just take action on it, just take little steps, then as you say, the anxiety gets less. And even when we're trying to make a decision, what if we went for a walk to try and make that decision to clear our heads? What if we went to the gym or what if we did some sort of movement? Because then that gets our mind going too, right? That that allows us to see things differently. And it's just, it's it's... It's really interesting. It's this. It's it's the tricks our minds plays to really kind of keep us stuck. We get in this loop of sitting there and stewing on the decision. Well, hold on a second. What if I do the wrong thing? What's what's that going to mean? Oh my God, I'm going to fail. And then you start to have this conversation in your in your mind when actually, if you really understood, like we talked about earlier, the decision you're trying to make, and you know, if you need more information, if you start breaking down what what it's going to look like after you made the decision, then maybe again it starts to get easier. There's just there is there is a lot of facets and a lot of things we've talked about in terms of what are you afraid of. For me, it just comes down to becoming aware of what you're really afraid of, and um, from there that gives you the awareness to maybe do something different. And as you said, move. I mean, I love the saying, you know, we're, um, you know, if you need to move, move, right? You're not a tree. So, um, you know, it's interesting though, when I, when I hear you say that, like, what are you afraid of? The first thing that comes to mind, and I'm wondering if our listeners will feel this way is, um, I'm afraid that I'm not enough. And let me stop you there. What, What are you... When you say you're afraid you're not enough, enough of what? Enough to complete the commitments that I've set forth. So whether it's a relationship commitment, a work commitment, a a moving commitment, there is a part of me that has the fear of, will I be enough to fill in the blank? Will I be enough to make this business partnership work? Or will I be enough to continue to see my business grow? Or will I be enough to pay the rent? You know, like, I, I think it, 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 I turn it on almost like my, my, I hate to say this, but like my value Right. Like I, I'm measuring. Stacey, just to start, I love how during a podcast you, and it's like whatever topic we pick, but it's just like, 
you take us on a journey and I just love how you do that. It's like, cause it's like, you start connecting the dots for yourself and you're like, well, hold on a second. This actually means it's connected to this. And it's just, it's just beautiful how you're taking us on that journey. So thank you for doing that. Yeah. I mean, I think the question becomes, I am, am I enough? And I would be curious with the listeners, like, because this, this spans over any fear that we have, right? Whether it's the fear of the future, the fear of the commitments that we've made, the fear of change that like it, it, it spans across any and everything. And when I really get to the core of what it is, my thought process is, am I enough to make this fill in the blank happen? So, so let me ask you, when, when you think of, are you enough? Is that are you enough coming from are you enough for yourself and what you want to do for yourself? Or is it, does does your different roles come in play? Am I enough as a mother? Am I enough as a business partner? Am, am I enough as, you know, in relationships, whatever that looks like? Is it about you or is it about the expectations you have of yourself with other people? I think it's both. I think it's both. Because it's interesting, right? I, I We talk a lot about putting ourselves first, right? And it's that, um, let me challenge you a little bit further. Which one's more important? I think it's more important how I feel about myself. Hmm. Um, but I think it's definitely both, you know, as a mom, um, as a mom, a younger mom, uh, when my kids were little, I feel like I made a lot of selfish decisions not saying I didn't love my kids but I would definitely say I was young and immature and trying to to navigate my you know healing journey releasing my programming all that kind of stuff while raising kids and I have a big age gap between my third child and my fourth child so I only have one child at home now and I had this giant gap in, in, in time. And so it, it feels like in a way, like I started over again when I had her and when I had my youngest, I had grown and evolved and matured so much as a person that my approach to parenting her is a lot different than it was with the older ones. And I have this very deep desire to not only give my children a healthier mom today than they had yesterday, but to make decisions that are in everybody's highest good in my family. And so I think it's both. I think it's about me and it's about the responsibility that I have to this little person who's relying on me to give her 
a healthy, balanced life and a space to grow up in that she feels safe. And so I think there's some mom guilt there, which I think mom guilt is a very real thing. Um, so I think it's about, am I enough for my family in the different ways? And am I enough for myself, you know? Um, dude, I hate that I get so emotional, but I can feel myself getting emotional and I'm trying to hold it back because Okay. I have Sorry. Um I have fought so hard. For this life you know i i watched my son laying in a hospital bed dying and i felt the feeling of total loss of control of my life and my gosh it had such a ripple effect it had such a ripple effect and it took me to a place that I never would have anticipated and a decision like the decision that he made that day has had such a massive ripple effect on my life and I thought that I had it all laid out I thought that I was going to sail off into the sunset in my marriage and that we were going to one day retire and that we had built this life together. And over the last several years, I've just been picking up the pieces and in so many ways, just surviving you know, when you, when you have a child who, or a family member who is in a, a critical state, it becomes about survival. And so I spent a lot of time in survival mode and, and fear, right? Fear of what was next, fear of how it was going to play out, fear, fear, fear. And here we are almost four years later. 
And I don't want to stay in that fear anymore. I want to cultivate intentionally the life that I want for myself and for my daughter and for whatever is ahead for us. And having lived in that space of fear for so long, it's almost like a natural response that my body, my mind says, oh shit, you're making this big decision and let's find all the things that could go wrong with it. Right. But then you and, make the anyway, right? How powerful is that? Right. And I made the decision anyway. And I think, I think the difference in the way that I'm making decisions now is that they're coming from a place of not just surviving and not just like that, the fear-based like <clears throat> kind of crisis mode. Yes, yeah. but it's, but I'm asking myself, what do I want? Like, what do I ultimately want? And, and so it, it it's exhilarating in the one sense, because wow, I'm, I'm now creating the life that I want, but it's also like, is it possible for me to experience that peace again? You know, is it possible for me to be in a, a state where, where it's not frantic and it's not done out of like a crisis space, right? Where we have to make a decision. And so it makes me emotional because it's been such a long process. And for anybody who's gone through a trauma or a crisis in your life, you know what I'm talking about. It's not, you know, an overnight shift back into your life. I mean, I have literally been picking up the pieces from this trauma four years ago for, for four years, for four years. And now I'm finally in a space where <clears throat> I walked through the fear of writing a book, which was terrifying. And I had no idea what I was doing, but I now have a published book that I can hold in my hands, a tangible evident um, visible sign of my healing journey. Right. And I am helping people from around the world. And there's a lot of exciting things that are happening, but I feel like that fear was still there. This feeling of like anticipating the next thing going wrong. And, and it's because I was in fight or flight mode for so long that it's like my body just naturally goes to that state. And it's not a place that I want to be in as I get ready to make this move. I just, I, I love the beauty of this conversation. It's, it's um, you know, we kind of started with, you know, what are you afraid of? But actually when you start peeling back the onion and really kind of going deep, it brings on so many additional questions. And Stace, when you talk about your journey, um, you know, it has taken you four years, but that journey has led to a place of you making decisions with awareness. And it's led you to a place of um, making decisions about you living your best life instead of surviving. And I really hope 
that gives any listener that's going through a difficult situation hope, right? That you know, what if you if you make these decisions, and yes, sometimes you make them from a survival mode. But as long as you you continue on the journey of asking yourself these questions of, is this my decision? You know, am I manifesting something out of somebody else's fear? Am I projecting my programming? Because you you said it earlier. You know, it's like you grew up with um, an environment where the decision was right or wrong. But hold on, what if what if we can change the paradigm to say there is no such thing as a right or wrong decision? There's just a decision, and does that lighten the load? And it's just you know we've kind of gone on a whole journey on this podcast, which you know we've talked about this podcast before. We don't we don't plan how we're going to take it because we just want to have a conversation. We want to have a natural conversation which goes with the flow. And this is a great example of, of, of a journey of, of this topic that has, um, you know, brought us to the path of once you break down that decision and maybe even if you split the decision, well, hold on, is this a survival mode decision or is this a growth decision? And you start to then start. And it's just asking yourself a series of questions to help you really understand that maybe this decision isn't as big as we think it is it's like you know i i have a big family i have 10 nephews three nieces and i remember so many conversations i had with you know when they were growing up and you know kind of you know trying to make a decision as to what topic to do or you know what topics to pick as you know the uk term but a levels and i'm not sure what the equivalent in the us would be but you know kind of what degree to pick and you know what, what what's the first job and you know, for at the time, you know, what first job you took, you think, oh my God, this is so important. But is it really? I mean, at a young age, you change your job every couple of years. So if you pick the wrong first job, then well, you can always change it. And it's that we put so much emphasis sometimes on the decision we make. If we start to break down, well, hold on, what are we really deciding here? What's the short term impact? You kind of maybe lessen the load in terms of the pressure we put on ourselves. And then on the flip side, you talked about how you were raised. Again, anyone that's listening that's a parent, think about, well, hold on, how you approach a decision, you know, what are you afraid of? How much does that impact your kids? What example and, you know, what example are we setting for the next generation? So yeah, I've I've loved the conversation today. As always, I love how vulnerable you are and how you know you you just share from as you say your heart's outside and you just share whatever comes up. So I love the the vulnerable side of of just sharing that. I think it really helps. Um, you apologize for doing that. I think you should never. I really feel you should never apologize for doing that. I um, you know, emotion is is releasing, right? So um, thank you for being so vulnerable. Thank you for sharing a large part of who you are as always um we always leave the podcast with uh leaving some questions for our listeners and i know we've we've already kind of shared a lot of questions um through this podcast but if we had to leave a couple of questions for the listeners um to really kind of dive deeper on what have you what are you afraid of states what questions would you suggest for our listeners maybe to use as questions or general prompts? I think the first one, and it's a really good one, is what would you do if fear was not an option? I think 
just starting there and thinking about putting the fear aside, what would you do? What, what dream would you chase? What would you try to accomplish? Where would you go if you didn't have that fear? And then okay. I think the other thing to, to think about is what we said about decisions, you know, what if you reframe your decisions and you don't think about it as right or wrong or good or bad because it's just going to have an outcome? What would that look like for you? I love that. I love that. And um, yeah, just to mention, you know, we've got so many amazing things on the go. Um, I, I love the work that we do, we do together, Stace, and, you know, just, I mean, I know this is uh, this podcast will go live um, in February, so it'll go live on on February the twentieth. But I'm excited to announce we have our first group mentorship program. We're starting in March. Uh, it's we're limiting it to five places because we want to make sure that um, we have a small group that kind of really builds that intimate connection. Uh, we channeled the mentorship program over a year ago. We worked with so many individuals. We felt it was the right time to have a small group program. So we are launching the program. It's going to start on March the 13th. We already have three out of the five places um, confirmed. At this point, we have two places left. So anyone listening to this, if if it's if you feel like you need a spiritual mentor, um, it's always a soul-level decision. So if our voices resonate, then reach out. We can book a free discovery call. We can take you through the program. We're excited about the program. It really is life-changing. Um, we also do Akashic Records. We do Akashic Record training. Akashic Records are a record of everything your soul's been through. And when you connect with the records, it really gives you an insight into, into who you are as a, at a soul level. And by the way, we include Akashic Records in the mentorship program. So, And yes, we've got this podcast. Lace has a book out. We have lots of amazing things that we're working on. And we love this space. We love that when we get feedback, we um, really feel, I feel so blessed with this podcast every time I get feedback. And and um, Slace, thank you for being here. I love sharing the space with you. I'd love for you to close us out. It's always so great to spend this time with you, Nims, and to make an impact and get people to think about the deeper meaning behind the things that they're experiencing in life. So as always, I, I love our time and thanks for being here with me. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Stay sending love and light out to everybody and we'll be back soon.